celebrating intellectual women. George Ballard's Memoirs of Several Ladies of Great Britain of 1752 was the first of a new genre of collective biographies of illustrious intellectual women. In his preface, he explains his patriotic motivations for the work. The present age hath produced a greater number of excellent biographers than any preceding times. And yet, I know not how it hath happened, that very many of the ingenious women of this nation, who were really possessed of a great share of learning and have no doubt in their time been famous for it, are not only unknown to the public in general, but have been passed by in silence by our greatest biographers. When it is considered how much has been done on this subject by several learned foreigners, we may justly be surprised at the neglect among the writers of this nation, more especially as it is pretty certain that England hath produced more women famous for literary accomplishments than any other nation in Europe. In 1754, John Duncombe, a friend of Elizabeth Carter, published The Feminiad. This poem was a rallying call for the improvement of women's education within a traditional domestic framework. It begins... Shall lordly man, the theme of every lay, usurp the muse's tributary bay? In kingly state on Pindus' summit sit, tyrant of verse and arbiter of wit? By Salic law the female right deny, and view their genius with regardless eye? Justice forbid, and every muse inspire to sing the glories of a sister choir. From her day's writing for the Gentleman's Magazine, the young scholar and poet Elizabeth Carter was presented as a moral role model for intellectual and professional women. This poem, in The Gentleman's Magazine for 1741, celebrates her portrait by John Fayram and was part of the public promotion of her career. Say, Fayram, say, whose is the enlivening face? What British charmer shines with Attic grace? Whence that calm air, that philosophic smile? And is a palace left to bless our isle? Have we a nymph who midst the bloom of youth can think with Plato and can relish truth? One who can leave her sex's joys behind to taste the nobler pleasures of the mind? Well, Carter, suits thy mean this apt disguise, this mystic form to please our ravished eyes. Well chose thy friend this emblematic way to the beholders strongly to convey the instructive moral and important thought. Thy works are published and thy life has taught that all trophies vanity can raise are mean compared to heavenly wisdom's praise. Germaine de Stiles' Corinne, or Italy, was an international bestseller and an inspiration to women across Europe. Its heroine Corinne, poet and beauty, rejects the submissive role convention set out for women. In the following passage, she is introduced to the reader as the most celebrated woman of Italy, about to be crowned for her genius on the capital in Rome. Beautiful, striking music preceded the arrival of the triumphal procession. Many of the Roman nobility and a few foreigners walked in front of the chariot bearing Corinne. That's the string of her admirers, said one Roman, Yes, replied another. She receives homage from everyone. She is rich and independent. They even think that she is a woman of noble birth who wants to remain incognito. Whatever the truth may be, continued a third, 
she is a goddess surrounded by clouds. At last, the four white horses, drawing Corinne's chariot, made their way into the midst of the crowd. Corinne was sitting on the chariot, built in the style of ancient Rome, and white-robed girls walked alongside her. Everywhere she went, people lavishly threw perfumes into the air. Everyone looked out of their windows to see her, and everyone shouted, Long live Corinne! Long live genius! Long live beauty! Vijay Lebrun's daring portrait of Germaine de Stael combines the author with her fictional heroine, Corinne. When the painting was delivered, de Stael was uneasy about living up to the fabled genius and beauty of Corinne. At last I have received your painting, madame, and regardless of the fact that it is my portrait, I stand in admiration before a magnificent work of art. All your talent shines through it, and I hope that my own will be encouraged by your example, although I fear it lies more in the eyes you have given me. Allow me to send you a cheque, payable on the 1st of September. Accept my true esteem, madame, your most faithful servant. <laughs>